So for me, the training methodology and the and the location, in this case, the, the platform, is just as important as education. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Maple Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of a five-part series where we are talking to Sarah from Vuna, Vuna <laughs> Origin uh, Consulting, and we are talking today about digital education for coffee professionals at Origin. Why... Why is it digital education? Because I know it didn't start as digital education, right? Why did it transition to digital education? I want it to be global and scalable, mm -hmm. and I wanted to reach as many folks as possible. I didn't want my own language uh, barriers to be a barrier. Um, and I also want it to be as standardized as possible, which mm -hmm. is which I think is the big challenge that we have. Education, coffee education in general is tilted a lot towards quality, roasting, and everything related to um, uh, the, the barista work, whether it's <laughs> tutorial, courses, online, offline, plenty of resources. When it comes to uh, green coffee and the trade, the export, the price fixing, uh, the, the client management, everything mm -hmm. becomes a little bit more fuzzy, meaning there isn't really standardized education um, okay. to tackle these uh, topics. Uh, you could take a course on quality and you can have it in, you know, in any language and it's all the same. We have educational paths that are recognized everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the case for everything related to green coffee um, and the trade. So for me, that was, uh, I started to do this education in person, ma mainly workshops, but it always felt like meal pieces, right? Like putting okay. a bandaid somewhere and then you go to a different origin and you have to start from scratch again. And every time it's like, oh, every origin is different because every context is different. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, that's the world, isn't it? Doesn't mean, you know, every, you know, like that, it's like every origin is different. Okay, but that should be a plus, not a barrier. But right. sometimes some people say that to say what works in Mexico doesn't work in Peru. Sure, I understand what they're coming from, but there's got to be some standardization. There's got to be something that we all hold on to because guess what? We're all looking at the price. The C market is one. The contracts are pretty standard. So it's not true that everything needs to be localized because um, sometimes that's a barrier. So I want it to be global. I want it to be standardized. I want it to be accessible to as many people as possible. And I can only do that through digital means. Um so I actually started to think about this in 2019 uh, when I was traveling almost 250 days every year. It was a lot for me. Wow. And I said, yeah, it was too much. Um, yeah, I can and, imagine. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. And I was like, this is, and it, I felt like it wasn't scalable. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, so I already thought I got to do something different. Then COVID came and it kind of it you know, kicked you. me in the butt. Yeah. And at that, but at that, I was mentally already there. It's just then I just had to do it. Um, so that's why. Uh, and digital education per se is huge. It's a huge business. I mean, it's, 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 mm -hmm. it keeps growing. It's the future. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to, a lot of people when I started were like, oh, but people are not online and producers are not online. I was like, I'm not training producers. I'm training managers. I'm training yeah. exporters. So, and they have laptops and they have a network. Um, and it's fine if we I start the business a few years ahead, better, more time for me to, 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 to perfect 
the services and the delivery and and the industry will catch up and already two years in there's everything has changed in 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 coffee education for me um i think for the industry so that's that was that was my motivation and is it a kind of education that hasn't it's not available anywhere else because it from where i'm sitting i don't see anybody doing what you're doing are there other people doing what you're doing Depends what you mean by education, because mm-hmm. we have a different understanding. I mean, a tutorial could be an education. A podcast right. is educational. Um, yeah. uh, you know, a one-day workshop, a lecture at the at expo is educational. So, what is education? Mm. What I mean by education is a um, is is an educational package where content is not the only king. Sometimes in in we are we consume so much content that we automatically think content is everything. The reality mm-hmm. is training methodology, the delivery, the accessibility um, of the education is just as important. So for me to just dish out content in YouTube's, I'm not saying it's not education. It's just not what I wanted. Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. So for me, the training methodology and the and the location, in this case, the, the platform, is just as important as education per se. Um, so for me, um, we, we take in our training methodology that we used to apply in in-person trainings and workshops, and we refined it and put it on digital means. So Runa Coffee School is not YouTube videos, it's not tutorials, it's not interviews or podcasts. These are courses with exercises, reading material, um, recorded lectures, and so forth. This type of education is not widely available. Mm-hmm. But if you want to learn about, you know, what drives coffee price, you put it on YouTube, there's a bunch of tutorials. So that is widely available. This type of education with a methodology and, and an educational approach in mind is less available. That's my, that's that's how I feel. But it's changing. It's changing. Uh, but again, most people focus on roasters and baristas. So there are mm-hmm. other online schools that do that but on the green coffee um yes i think we're still we're still one of the 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 leading platforms and i hope to remain one i hope so too tell me what is the most uh what is the the part of the professionals that you uh, let me say this better so of the professionals that you attract onto the platform Mm mm-hmm what is the fastest growing profession amongst them? I would say commercial managers. Um, what, what does a commercial manager do? Sales. Okay. <laughs> um, right. They call them, and, and usually you will see that the smaller the organization, usually one person wears multiple hats. So they are the general manager, but also review sales and they're in charge of finance. So again, uh, a lot of organizations can't afford to have a team of 20. So it's a team of five and they kind of do everything. But mm. the people that find my courses the most useful is two. One is people that do sales, mm-hmm. basically sign contracts, deal with importers, deal with roasters. They are the guys who uh, 
come to the shows with green coffee samples, right? Trying to talk to roasters and trying to make a sale. Those are the ones that find my courses the most useful. But then I have another segment that is becoming more and more relevant for us, which is young professionals. And I mean young, I mean folks that just started working for a cooperative or an exporter, maybe they are in quality, which is usually an easy entry point. Uh, 20-something, generally female. These are the ones that enjoy our courses a lot. One, because if you work for a cooperative or a local exporter, chances that you will be invited for a workshop or that you will travel to shows are zero to none. There are limited limited opportunities. And sometimes, just like everywhere else, there is hierarchy. So the top dogs get to travel. The top dog get to travel to the to these shows or even to the capital. Oh, there's a, there's a new workshop organized by Catholic Relief Services or somebody mm-hmm. else. The manager gets to go and everybody else stays behind. So the younger ones who tend to have less opportunities find online courses um, easier for them. Uh, one, because they're cheaper. Two, because they don't need to travel. So accommodation, meals, and all of that. And also because sometimes the really top guys at the organization, they sometimes they're like, I don't want to take an online course. Uh, I'm busy. I'm, I need to travel. Okay, who in my team wants to take a course? And then all of a sudden, opportunities mm. open up. So 20-something female, a lot of them. And they tend to be pretty good students. The younger the, stu- the, younger the students the more engaged and the more familiarized with digital means. So that's another a, a subgroup of this community that is coming up pretty strong. Do you have many uh, students who have been in the industry for some time? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah? Have, I have folks that have been there for 20 years. I've wow. trained managers that have run a cooperative for 15 years. They've known me forever. Um, yeah, there isn't um, – how you call it um, – Upward mobility, you know, when you move. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Upward mobility. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, you maybe grow grow in a rural part of Rwanda, rural part of Uganda or Guatemala. Right. You know, there aren't a lot of job opportunities. And when you get to work in these cooperatives, yeah, chances for growth are a little bit limited. Mm. Uh, it's not easy to, you know, one year I'm a cupper, then I'm in charge of collection. Then in two years, I'm going to be the general managers. In three years, I'm going to go work for a multinational. That is not a common path. You might get stuck in the same function for five, seven, eight years doing the same job. Mm. Um, educational opportunities are limited. Career um, mobility is also limited. So they see digital education as a way to... Um, uh, not only learn, but grow, right? They need to grow professionally. Yeah. They need certifications. They need qualifications because maybe one day they want to jump like we all do, right? Yeah. We all want to get a better job. So how are you going to do it if, you know, you are in Wewetenango and that's your reality? Where do you go? So that's why uh, digital education can serve both um, both objectives. Number one, sell more coffee at better prices. But some people just want to, do better for themselves and need the qualification to apply for a better job somewhere else. And I feel like we're getting to a point in the world where people are understanding that it is their job to manage their progress through their career. Like it's up to each of us to invest in our own 
self-development, our own professional development, if we want that new opportunity before it presents itself. A part of that in this industry, to go to a segue, uh, is a lot of people are struggling to understand how to learn about the price of coffee and how coffee, the, the pricing in coffee is calculated. And I hear that again and again and again in professionals on the consuming end of the industry. In the next episode, we're going to cover this. Um, and I guess before we go to that, I want to ask you, do professionals on, on the origin end of the, the supply chain, do they struggle with this concept? Um, yes and no. I mean, they struggle in pricing it well. Okay. On how it works and why it moves certain way or the other, I think that they understand it. Maybe they don't understand all the mechanics behind it, but they understand, they grasp the concept. And unlike people on the other side, they don't have a choice. They have right. to price their coffee, right? They yeah. have to sell it. They have to sell it on a price. So you can't be like, well, I don't know how to do it. So no contracts this year. Sorry, guys. Right. I just haven't cracked that nut. So they don't have the... Uh, the privilege to say I don't understand it, so I I, I will just park it till somebody enlightens me. Um, they're they're gonna give it a try and, and fix the price as as best as they can and and hope that uh, it will work out. Most of the time it doesn't. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't. Wait, most of the time it does. Sometimes okay. It <laughs> I was like, most of the time it doesn't. So <laughs> we got a problem. Um, great. So in the next episode, folks, we're going to talk about coffee pricing. So join us for that. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.